0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Real Estate Uncensored. This is the place where you get actionable insight, inspiration, ideas, something like that, to go, turn your real estate career into a life of freedom. I know, I screwed up the intro to our own show, and yet, and yet we persevere. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I got it. Uh, first of all, uh, we've got a great guest with us today. Angela Kristen Taylor is here, and we we're talking about the chaos factor, how your past is affecting your success today. This is uh, when, when Angie and I first connected on LinkedIn, and we had a, a chance to jump on the phone and chat about this, and we talked about some of the the challenges and obstacles that agents face her perspective on this is something I haven't heard from anybody else in the industry ever right? So, I mean, I think this is going to be a real breakthrough episode for a lot of people on the listening end. I know, uh, Greg, you were already being helped just in the (laughs) pre-show. And uh, so this is going to be a lot of fun. The junior grandmaster himself is in the co-pilot seat where he so belongs. Yes, 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 yes. I do belong here. I
1: have earned my right of four years sitting in this chair. This is my chair. No one's going to take my chair. Uh, But... all joking aside like angie pre-show we were talking about stuff we were kind of bantering about back and forth what we're going to talk about and we brought up this topic that we're going to go for go through in this show and so she and i started bantering and just talking about it i'm like holy shit this chick's onto something like then i started thinking about myself and i got the nose pinch and that's not even like four minutes into the show um but it's a really cool theory that once you guys, if you sit down and you really put your thinking cap on and be honest with yourself on this, like I did very, very briefly, it's like, you're like, oh, shit. Uh, okay. I got a problem. And uh, thank God Dr. Angela is in, in, in the office, is in the <laughs> hours to us today. <laughs> she's, got, you. she's got office hours. That's
0: right. She does have office hours. Yes. Oh man. All right. Angela, Chris, and Taylor, officially welcome to the show.
2: Thank you
0: so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, before we jump into uh, you fixing everyone's problems, which we hopefully will get a chance to, uh, to do on this show, uh, before you get, a, get us unstuck, uh, let's talk a little bit about how you got to be where you're at because you came into real estate coaching through an avenue I've never heard from anybody else either. So you're extremely <laughs> unique in a lot of ways. Uh, how in the world did you get to be doing this, this crazy thing called coaching real estate agents to success?
2: Oh, wow. Okay. So I started in real estate when I was 19 buying my first house. Um, by the time I was 22, I had four and I was like, let me go into selling real estate for a living because this is so much fun. So huh. I, did that. I loved it. And then I had kids and then as a mom, I was like, you know, um, I I really liked helping agents in my office. I loved being that person that they came to for creative ideas and, and all of that, and I didn't want to have to continue to leave my house when I had little kids at home. I really wanted to be home with them. So I thought, well, how can I not be an assistant and make $10 an hour, because I didn't want to do that, but how can I do something like that and be a support for agents and be able to stay home with my kids? And so I actually created um, essentially what turned into being a virtual assistant company for real estate agents, but back before that was like a thing. Like, my oldest son is about to be 20. So (laughs) this was a really long time ago. (laughs) And um, essentially, I created this business. I had 10 people working for me, and they were all doing different things for real estate agents, whether that was putting listings on their website before IDX
0: and, Mm
2: -hmm. um, you know, creating marketing flyers and things like this. And I had one person that just sat in my office and did nothing but sort out the work. And so my job became sitting on the phone and talking to agents. And so they would ask me like, you know, I'm having this problem. I have this listing and I'm just not moving it. How do I move it? and coming up with ideas for them or they just sit and vent on the phone with me and so i literally realized that i was becoming more coaching consultant than i was doing any kind of virtual assistant work that that was everything that i did and i loved that so much and i started to see because we had clients all over the country in all different market areas and then i started working with Uh, Vendors for the real estate industry all over the world where they were reaching out to me saying you know agents in the u.s What do you think of this product or what do you think of this Mm -hmm. service? And so I really got a Kind of you know, you were saying pre-show bird's-eye view um, a bird's-eye view of not only the real estate industry as a whole Worldwide, but also an insight into the psyche of the real estate agent and I, that's when I really started to find.
0: And that's, um, and it all went downhill from there. <laughs> I was say, that's a very dark place. Very, very dark place. <laughs> but, but you've managed to bring some order to that chaos. It sounds like so. So you genuinely enjoy it. Uh, you enjoyed yeah. it so much that you ended up letting go of the, the virtual assistant company, as I understand it.
2: Absolutely. All I do is work with agents now. That's yeah.
0: It. Crazy. And you and know how, what, how long have you been doing me? that?
2: Oh gosh, almost 16 years now.
0: Wow.
1: Oh, that's crazy. Wow, that, is, that is an incredible story. Actually, about, I've been in business for 19 years. And you were saying that you were doing outside, you know, ISA work or just, you know, assisting agents, right? Do whatever they needed. We had a gal named Kay Fisher, uh, who was our, ver- your, our version of you. Uh, and, and you're right, it was, it was an unheard of, you know, thing to do. Yeah. And it wasn't inc- so helpful, but I mean, people hadn't wrapped their heads around it yet. But the cool thing is about you, but is that from what I understand about you and your business past, um, you, you have this ability to kind of just kind of foresee the next move and just kind of pivot into that next, that next space when needed. Cause if you were still holding on to that same company, you'd be a dime a dozen at this point.
2: Oh yeah. No, that was, I let go of that a long time ago. Yeah.
1: 16 years ago, like you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <coughs> So just as old as Matt's first kid, you know that's amazing.
0: (laughs) It's really which (laughs) which of my three fat kids? Okay. Uh, So Angela, let's let's talk about the the chaos thing because this is something that you didn't come to it with this theory. So this is something that you developed through observing real agents that you were coaching, and you started to notice this essentially a pattern. And yeah. what was blocking a lot of them, if not most or all of them, which is really interesting. So let's talk about that. When did you first start to see those signs? And what were, I guess, what were the symptoms that were brought up to you that caused you to kind of go down the rabbit hole and eventually come to the realization we're going to talk about? What were the symptoms?
2: Uh, well, I'd say I first noticed it in myself, and the hmm. symptoms were um, being easily distracted. Um, having a love for organized, organizational tools, but never being able to actually put them (laughs) into action.
0: Okay. Um, All right. So all the people that keep the, what is it? The parcel store in business?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The container store. Planners, but then never filling them up. Mm -hmm. Um, I would see uh, agents love to carry around notebooks with them, but they'd like, they write like all wonky, like sideways and crooked, and then they draw a circle like, hey, this is one thought, and this is another thought, and then they leave the book at home or right. have all of them going at one time. Um, other symptoms were um, always being late, never showing up on time, um, double booking themselves, just complete and total disorganization, not being able to manage their time well, feeling like they were running around busy all the time but never actually accomplishing anything. Like those are the big symptoms that I saw pervasive, like every, every single one of them.
0: And that's crazy. And, and of course you can resonate with some of them. The, the, the writing sideways and in interesting ways in notebooks, that's a very obscure and, and detailed observation. (laughs) Now, were you coaching some of these agents in person?
2: Um, No, actually almost every agent I've coached has been somehow virtual. So I did this originally on the phone with people as they were calling in. Like you said, back then the virtual assistant thing was really not heard of. And so I was working with the early adopters of that model. So I was working primarily with very big high profile agents, offices, and teams. And so we had, you know, agents in Colorado and Maui and you know, these kind of big markets. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you talk about these, these different agents and, and what they were doing. And it, it, it really, um, it, it really was something that I was seeing at a very internal level, but seeing it because we were on the phone and they're talking about it and they're telling me all the exact same things. And I'm like, oh yeah, I used to do that. Here's how I fixed it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? so mm-hmm. it all right so how, how many of those Greg I mean you you've been around the industry a lot well a lot longer than i have and definitely more deeply than i have in the sense of like going to all the conferences getting around other agents you know seeing more of this stuff firsthand does this does this resonate a hundred percent i mean are you kidding me i mean the um, we call it shelf assurance when
1: someone buys a program puts it on the shelf because now they feel you know reassured that they have a program which they've never used yeah. crms is the most commonly asked questions you know accountability like hey i want to be able to you know put all my clients into a database okay well here's kv core here's sync here's this oh yeah i don't have time to learn how to do that mm-hmm. what the fuck man you just wanted that now here it is you know the, the the double booking themselves terry we my dad terry the grandmaster me papa t diddy uh we would we would literally you know, we called it terry time because if he was gonna be if the appointment was at one thirty, he would leave the house or the office at one thirty just ah like <laughs> Why do you do that? Then we have to call and apologize. Oh, Terry ran late on a meeting. No, he didn't. He just ate ha- lunch later. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep that in mind the next time I meet your dad for lunch. Yeah, uh, I'll, you I'll do. I'll leave uh, at the appointment time. Uh, I actually so- uh, the, the, the the writing sideways thing. I
1: was looking through my uh, my one of my notebooks here that I have my yellow pads, <laughs> and um, I don't write sideways, but I do do a lot of um, circling, underlining, like arrowing stuff like this, but then I just, I, I put it in here and then I just completely forget about it. We were talking about my scrum board behind me and how this is way more visually uh, in, intuitive for, for what I needed it to be. But it's just, I mean, like, here's a big one that says book. Actually, I need to get this book. I don't know what book this is. <clears throat> <laughs> but I mean, agents are like that. We're, we're at cats in a rainstorm with, with thunder and lightning. We just go in two different directions at one time. And it's amazing yeah. that you've been able to s- notice that. Yeah, uh, and then
0: and then be like, oh, no, I
1: don't know, I did it too. Here, come here, come to my yeah, school. And say what? So you let's what walk
0: walk that process down with us. So you start to trace this back to some common traits or circumstances in their in their past. What what was that?
2: So um, I got to the point talking about going to conferences. I used to be able to go to a real estate conference and I could sit at the bar. You know, naturally and you sat down next to me, I could say, well, Let me guess. I bet that when you were in school. You like scored off the charts on all your standardized tests, but you never did your schoolwork, so you had failing grades, and your teachers were always saying, "Why don't you apply yourself?" And they're going, (laughs) "How do you know that?" (laughs)
1: Okay.
2: So it just came down to this: like, it was me. It was me. Like, I kept seeing me in all of these different people. I was like Mm. that. Gotcha. Students were coming to me saying you know, um, gosh, you know, my, my marriage is just falling apart. My relationship is falling apart because they're complaining that I'm answering the phone when we're at dinner together, or I'm not putting time into the relationship, or I'm telling my kids one more minute, one more minute. And then I go to give them time and they're asleep because I sat up all night working on a flyer on my computer and that sucks. And I don't want that life for me or my family. Mm -hmm. It's like, those were the things that were coming back at me. And it's like, I went through all that and I had to fix it. I had to fix it in me. And in fixing it in me, I had to go way, way back and dig deep into roots. And it was when I started applying the things that I had done to myself with these agents and asking them these these deep-seated questions that they hadn't thought about in a long, long time that I got to the point where agents would sit down with me, like, you know, on the phone or on Zoom or something like this. And as soon as they cried, I knew we hit something. Mm-hmm. And I, it literally got to that point. It's like they, and it got to the point now where it's like, I, I had an agent the other day and we were, t- I was talking to her and I said, are you okay? You sound, your voice sounds a little weird. And she goes, oh, I just got finished crying. And I was like, oh, usually you do that on the phone with me. And she goes, <laughs> the <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Okay. So that makes sense. So, you know, you've hit something. So let's talk about some of the questions that you asked that maybe the audience can Ask themselves, right? So what what are some of those questions that you ask that start to uncover those things about the past?
2: So one of the big ones is um, what was going on in your childhood that may have felt chaotic or out of control or made you feel like you didn't have any power?
1: I was diagnosed ADHD and dyslexia, dyslexic at a young age. My parents, the doctors actually thought I had a brain tumor. So they put me through MRIs. Gary's still out on that. Shut up. I, I had, uh, <laughs> I, I was given so many pills that like, like one would keep me up forever and the other one would drop me. I felt completely out of control. I had to go to, I learned school and the resource class. so I, I felt like a retard and until I learned that the coolest kid in school in elementary school, he went to the, went to the resource class too. Praise Jesus. Um, and so we were good to go. Um, but yeah, I felt completely out of control about my own self worth.
2: Mm hmm. That's so how does that apply in your life today? What have you done to make yourself feel like you are in power?
1: Uh, very, very recently. I've stepped out on my own in regards to doing my own, following my own dream. I have a very, of a radio show on the biggest radio station here in Northern California. Mm-hmm. We, I, like today is day one of our five sales reps. we just hired to go out and sell this and grow this. So that one thing is giving me power to control my own without a bureaucracy of, you know, too many chefs in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know? And so it gives you yeah with your own team yeah yeah it feels fantastic.
2: Do you Hmm. you see how having a childhood where you feel like you have no power, you have no control, and you're just at at somebody else's whim, makes you want to go into business for yourself where you're not under anybody's thumb?
1: Yeah, I'm the boss. And I love that, you know, Matt and I started our podcast together mm-hmm. where we're the bosses of ourselves and we, we do our own thing and we do it our way. And there's been a lot of people that fought us on kind of, well, fought me on kind of how I was my character in the show. Um, and then they realized one day, like, oh my God, this is actually a ben- beneficial thing for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, but it takes, it takes time for people to kind of let you break out of the nest, nest mm-hmm. air quotes um, of, you know, that could be family, friends, it could be finances, it could be religion, it could be your own morals. It could be anything that you need to break out of and just go be you, wholly, truly you. And that is true freedom, 100%. Hmm.
0: So, Angie, let's talk about the, like, how, how does the, uh, how does the symptoms show up? Um, we talked a little bit about kind of what the man, like how, what turned you on and, and kind of what gave you the clues that there are some of these common things going on. When you trace that back, what, what, are, the, what are the results, right? So what, what are, if we don't deal with it, Mm-hmm. what does it stop us? Like, what? what is the, why is it such an obstacle? Why can't we just like power through it? Or why can't we end up being one of those entrepreneurs that we all idolize that seem to have all those same symptoms? They seem to be a ball of chaos. Mm-hmm. And yet they're successful in spite of it. And I can throw out two of them, Gar- Gary Vaynerchuk and Grant Cardone, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Richard Branson even, uh, mm-hmm. seem to me, obviously I'm not in their inner circle by any means, but they seem to me to be, a generally a ball of chaos always on they're like a shark if they're not moving something's wrong uh, so the question is what like what separates them from all of us that are kind of in that chaos but aren't at that level
2: working on themselves versus not working on themselves so hmm. for instance I had that crazy chaotic childhood it was a mess it was a disaster hmm. I worked through it so I dealt with it it's like I, I explained this to an agent earlier it's like having a, a lump of coal inside of your chest. So you know how it's like (laughs) certain things that have happened to you in your life when you think about them or if you start to tell that story and talk about Mm -hmm. it to somebody else, you get that lump right here. You You feel it. It's like a big, big black lump of coal, right? So it's like pulling that out, looking at it, taking it apart and breaking it down. And then once that's gone, now you can tell a new story. Now it's not blocking you anymore. Now you see how it propels you forward.
1: You know what, you hit hit something there very, very important. It's telling the new story. And that's something that I I was talking with Janine and she she asked me that. Tell me your story. Tell me what you tell yourself. And And I started looking at the way what I say to myself on a consistent basis and what I started to believe about myself. I'm like, fuck this shit, dude. I started seeing a major problem. And ever since I've shifted away from that, it's been tremendously Valuable to be like, because I tell myself a whole new, more positive story. Like I can, I will, this is, you know, and I believe it hundred percent believe it. And I stepped into that role wholeheartedly with the radio show and my co-host and our new semi co-host, you know, they both they looked at me the other day and like, dude, like you're the boss, man, you run this thing. I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. This is my show, you know? And, and I, but if see before I've always stood in my father's shadow, I was always Terry's kid, Greg, you know, Oh, that's Terry's son. Never, oh, Greg McDaniel, you know, and it's, it, it, when you shift your story, your narrative, you will shift your reality. And that just sounded foo-foo and la-la and Mary Tony Robbins and go team, you know, but, you know, it really is 100% legitimately true. Mm-hmm. But you've got to take that jump to start telling yourself, you have to, you have to find the courage to tell yourself that you have a new story. Like maybe you're new in the business or maybe you, you're in a slump and you tell yourself you're new, you tell yourself you're in a slump. But if you tell yourself, I have the most amazing opportunity on planet earth to take advantage of the resources and the resourcefulness I, I possess and my abilities, then all of a sudden the world changes and it's a whole new shiny day. It's not a doom and gloom. It's a bright and shiny. Mm-hmm. But we'd love doom and gloom, man. That's how what news sells. It's death. You know, rape, you know, the, the the stock market's falling, you know, acid rain's coming, run for the hills, don't drink the water, your children will die. I mean, <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we're thats what we used to. So we're not used to glory, beautiful things in our life. Yeah. It's true. Um,
2: I was just going to say that goes back to that same childhood factor. It's like if you've constantly been... Telling yourself, well, nothing ever works right for me. Nothing ever goes my way. I can't be successful. Or somebody else in your childhood, this is often the case, was a person saying that to you. You can't do this. You're not thinking right. You don't know anything. You know, that that person that was talking down to you, then that becomes your inner voice. Mm -hmm. And then you say that to yourself. So the people that you see that are really high success stories that come from that chaos, they've worked through that. They've created that new story. And then on top of that, they start addressing things at different levels. Hmm. So what you're talking about is telling yourself a new story, and that's fantastic, but it also comes down to when you feel yucky on the inside, and you've got that inner voice telling you that you can't do this or you can't be successful or whatever, how do you eat? When you do that, what kind of food are you feeding yourself?
1: Good point. You know, start
2: eating yucky foods because you just want to comfort yourself in some way. So you start eating the wrong foods or too much of it or you don't eat at all and you're not getting the right nutrition. Mm -hmm. And then how does that affect your body? How does that affect your mood? Mm -hmm. Right? And then what are you you doing at at home? What are you doing at home? How does that affect your children? How does that affect your spouse? Mm -hmm. How does that affect the friends and people in your life do you alienate yourself from people do you put walls around yourself and prevent yourself from connecting at a deep vulnerable level with others all of that goes into how you operate not only in your life but in your business it all hmm. connects
0: that's interesting guys she
1: she did not know anything about my past before this call but somehow she just psycho you
0: know got right into my brain and just sucked all that past knowledge out that was amazing <laughs> So Angela, what, what happens, uh, like if somebody doesn't deal with this stuff, it's still there, the wound is there, that, that lump of coal is still there, they're used to the chaos, like their thermostat is set for chaos, that's normal, right? Um, what happens when they get a chance to slow down, right? What happens when they, they get the clients they want and all of a sudden they have business, things are going well in the business, but they haven't dealt with that stuff. What does that look like?
2: Self-sabotage.
0: Explain. (laughs) Explain, please.
2: So what happens is agents who are used to chaos, if they actually get to a place where everything feels balanced and calm and they feel good and like life is wonderful, they freak out and will create some sort of negative chaos in their life. They'll find more of it and they'll bring it in until they get to the point of being overworked, overstressed, um, agents like to be involved in lots of different projects. They have a hard time saying no things, right? So it's like, that's one way of bringing chaos. Um, me, I, it's exactly how I started out in real estate. I bought a house and was okay. I fixed it up. Okay. Now what? My life is calm. I'm balanced. I have a beautiful home. Now what? Oh, okay. Let's go buy another one. Let's do it again. You know? And on top of that, let me rip this one out so that I can have more stress, you know? And then I did it over and over and over again so that, by the time I was 22, I owned four homes and was renting out three of them and living in one and got myself way in over my head as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. at that point. And so then later it became adopting animals, it was, oh, I can buy, I can go out and adopt this dog, but there's like three others there that really need a home. So let me bring them home too. And cool. It's like constantly, put, y'all, I have five kids. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh. uh,
1: so you adopted a husband too? Oh. I'm sorry? So you adopted a husband too then? <laughs> yeah, I've
2: I had a couple of them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that one looks cute. That one looks friendly.
0: Oh my God. Yeah that it's interesting you say that. I've I've noticed that with family members and I I'm I'm very fortunate that my very immediate family I would consider very sane and my parents did a great job of fostering like I would say we were a little bit under the thumb but we had such a relaxed orderly kind of calm home life that chaos is not my thermostat setting. Like I I hate chaos. I I repel it with every fiber of my being. Mm-hmm. So I have a little bit of a different experience, but that we're, literally my parents out of all their siblings are the only ones like that. Everyone else attracts chaos. And so I would look at my cousins, my extended family, my aunts and uncles and stuff. And it's interesting. You talk about the adopting of pets. I would always sit back and marvel and go, your life is miserable because you have a bunch of kids and you have like a new dog. Like why did you get a puppy and a newborn? Like you have, like I understand newborns can come along unexpectedly. Nobody forced you to adopt the dog. Uh, And I would look at things like that and just marvel at at Why would you invite chaos into your life? And yeah, I I, I never thought of it like a thermostat, right? That's what their thermostat is set to. And when it's not set, when it's, when they don't experience the level of chaos that they consider normal, something is wrong. And then it's time to do something else. They don't think of it as, Hey, I want some more chaos in my life. They they just look up and go, Oh, something's wrong. Like, eh, like I need to do something. And then that something is who knows.
2: I need a new project. I need something else going on in my life. There's not enough. Mm-hmm. And then they end up overdoing it. And then they get overwhelmed and then they shut down.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
2: and then that shutdown that's what leads into holes in their business. It's what creates roller coaster income in real estate. Mm-hmm. So they literally get themselves to the point where they're so overwhelmed that they shut down and then they're not doing anything to lead generate because they yeah. just can't motivate themselves. And then once they finally are like, okay, I've relaxed enough, I gotta get moving again because my bank account is zero. So then they get <laughs> again. And then they're, they're, they get themselves worked up and then they stress themselves out all over again. So it's a constantly repetitive cycle.
1: You know, it's fascinating that we're bringing up the whole thermostat thing. I was listening to and watching the uh, impact theory on YouTube. Before, you know, as I was doing some calls earlier this morning, they have a guy named I think his name is Ed Malett, when a big old buff-looking dude. He's worth like four hundred yeah. million bucks. Um, but he was talking about how when it comes to a thermostat, we all have our thermostats set at a certain place. So no matter if you're a ninety-degree guy or gal, or a hundred and fifty-degree guy or gal, you're you, when, if a, if you're nice and comfortable, and then the horrible things in life like the winter of life blows in through all the open doors and windows in your in your what you allow in and you're like oh shit everything negative happens your thermostat will raise back up it will self regulate back up to whatever level you're at it could be either 90 120, 150 whatever you're going to be and the reverse is true for if everything's going amazingly awesome you're on fire i mean your your home life is good your relationships good your business is thriving your kids are amazing bam winter hits again right mm-hmm. And it starts to freeze you out. You know, it, it'll bring you up. Well, will bring you up, bring you down. But as long as you maintain your temperature of wherever you want to produce at, you will, get, you, will, you will find a way to get there. And I was thinking about it, you know, and he was saying that I, that's the whole point of like, you know, you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time around. It's because you're self-regulating so that you stay at a certain level to be around these certain different people. Oh, you know, I have people in my life right now um, that she has pushed me way out of my comfort zone right but it's so amazing to have that push because now there's things that I'm learning about and I have to you know you know kind of give it to her and be like I don't know what that is man what is that And and I'm not used to doing that but it's amazing because now she's pushing me to a higher level of knowledge you know finer things in life you know pushing me to higher income and better work ethics because I don't want to look stupid in front of her. So I'm pushing my temperature higher. So I don't, so I don't stay where I've been. Hmm. You know, have you found catalysts? Uh, Angela, what have you found to be some of the biggest catalysts for agents to change their lives, to ri- raise their temperature, to get better, to do what they need to do, to do what they should be doing?
2: Their families, 100% family. their families. Hmm. Um, most of the agents that I work with are at a breaking point because, either in their marriage or mm. with what they see their role is as a parent and they see it going in a direction that they don't want it to be going in mm. like, I'm not spending enough time with my kids or I, I want to be there for my kids but then a client calls and I pick up the phone and instead of watching their soccer game I'm on the sidelines facing the other direction trying to have quiet so I can get on the phone with somebody who's driving me crazy mm. they're not you know, they're not setting boundaries. And so they feel like I'm not being the parent that I want to be or I'm not being the spouse that I want to be. And they, they literally get to that, that point and then they're like something has to change. And they end up coming to me rather than another coach because I'm focusing instead of just here's your numbers, here's what you need to do, and, and here's the reward and punishment system we're going to use to get you there. I start working on all the interior stuff that unblocks everything that they've been stressing about so that they can do all those things that they know they need to do.
0: Yeah, Love it. Much needed. Very much needed. Well, I've got one, one final question for Angie before we break, but before we get to that, because I I think there's going to be some really good in-depth stuff that comes out of that question. Uh, What's the best way for people to connect and reach out to you and learn a little bit more about you and your coaching?
2: So they can go to my website. It's masteragentlife.com. And uh, on there, I actually have a video that talks a little bit about uh, chaos and what that can do uh, in your life and in your business. And there's also, um, if they put in their name and email address, they can get a list of lead generation ideas uh, that mm. I have right there that they can download instantly.
1: That's, that's worth its weight in gold right there, especially for someone who's in a funk or just starting out. That is invaluable right there.
2: And I'll tell you, I do focus lead generation ideas on things that are little to no cost money wise, because so many agents that are in that roller coaster income cycle, they, they spend so much money on just crap that they don't use or they don't have the money to invest in anything. And they're like, how do I get business? And it's really all conversations and relationships, you know? So it's ideas that focus on the things that are relationship builders, not the things that are here, pay this and get this.
1: Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. You and I have the same mindset, low cost, no cost marketing ideas and lead generation ideas. And they're they're all around you. You You just have to learn how to look and see them. It's the resources and the resourcefulness resources are there, which you're going to show them in that download. Then it's them being the resourceful person
0: to go hit, take action. So that's, that's fantastic. Love it. Okay. So final question, how do you set about helping someone break that addiction to the spotlight in their business? So you talked about setting boundaries and, um, uh, uh, that's so breaking the spotlight addiction. So that that's kind of a a phrase or terminology that my coach uses for always feeling like you have to have your hands in everything in your business. Every decision has to go through you. You can't hire anybody. You can't have a virtual assistant. You can't have an in-person assistant. Um, you are addicted to being in the spotlight and being the rock star in your business, which a lot of times also means you tell your clients you're available all the time. Right. Because you want them to, you almost want to feel needed, even though it creates chaos in your life. You have this need for them to be, you know, to be able to call on you at any time. So how do you start to break that addiction?
2: Okay. So I don't know if it's an addiction to the spotlight. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I say that is because most of the agents that I work with actually will avoid the spotlight. Mm, Um, That's true. That, you know, a lot of times they're looking more for. Uh, they have a, a, an issue around control, for one, where they're, they're preventing, because I think you're talking about a couple different things there, but they're preventing other people from taking on things because they don't trust others to be able to do what they do at the level that they do it. And a lot of times that is part of that childhood chaos factor. If you did not have anybody in your life as a child that you could trust – to be there, to show up, to do what they said they were going to do, you're not going to believe that anybody has that capability except for you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah,
1: self-reliance. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Exactly. It's
2: self-reliance. Okay. You have a control issue. A lot of times those control issues are related to, I didn't have anybody I could trust. All I could trust was me. So now they go into that in their business. All I can trust is me and they have a hard time letting go. It's not that they don't want to, it's that they, they don't feel they're able to because they can't trust.
1: Huh. So, that's it. I'm, I'm thinking back to my father right now. Um, he grew up, his dad died when he was seven. His mom was pretty much, she died a number about before I was born. He was raised by his eldest sister, who's 20 years older, and her husband. Mm-hmm. And that guy was a dick, by the way. Um, and he, he was self reliant. He was supposed to be a used car salesman in Delano, California right off the beautiful Highway 5. And uh, I say that very sarcastically. Mm. Um, but he, he, he did everything himself. He relied on himself 100% of the way to get himself, you know, out of Delano and Bakersfield into Colorado, into college. You know, he wasn't, uh, he, he wasn't accepted into his grad school on a, only on a probation because he didn't get the, you know, the, the, the grades. So he had to hit straight A's. Every single course, every single semester or 1B, he was gone. So when he got his MBA and you know, he was able to do, start doing real estate full time, he, he was a self-made person that did everything on his own. That's why he stayed in con- total control and very slowly let things off of, off of his list. And I bet you anything, a large majority of the people who are super, super successful like you found are almost exactly the same in, same way, in some way, shape or form yes.
2: or more. And so what you just described with your dad is a very chaotic childhood.
1: Oh, yeah. You see know
2: mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so he, he, he was the only person that he could rely on. So then he comes into his life and, of course, he chooses real estate as a career. Because no, totally. that's why we do that. That's why we do that. Because it puts us into control. It, cre- it gives us the amount of chaos that feels right for us where nothing is the same. Mm-hmm. And we're not tied down to anything. We don't have to show up at a certain time. We have the freedom that we never had as a child. And so it provides everything that we need that gives us the opposite of what we felt we grew up in Very true. Thing that I see with agents. And this is back to your addition to the spotlight question is that they all seem to come into real estate with this. I need to be the person who gives the way nobody ever gave to me, which goes back to that feeling of I can't trust anybody. They want to be that person that everybody else can trust and can rely on. Therefore, they don't set boundaries. They never put themselves first. They put everybody else above them and in front of them. And then they want to help that person find their home, which metaphorically speaking, that's what they were missing as a child. This Hmm. feeling that is associated with home, the structure that's associated with home.
1: Are you a and psychologist by chance?
2: I'm not, but I'll tell you, <laughs> I have studied psychology at so many different levels. Oh my gosh. It does feed in to the agent psyche at yeah. so many different ways. That's yeah.
0: really interesting.
1: That's really interesting. So Matt, that's why maybe real estate wasn't a fit for you uh, because you had a nice stable, you know, you know, childhood, you know, you didn't have a lot of
0: chaos. You can't, you don't like chaos, you know, no, I do like being in control though, and I hate I bow up anytime I'm under somebody else's thumb, which is why I run my own business, even though I've had many opportunities to like go into other partnerships and things like that. Yeah, I don't like to be under anyone's thumb, and yeah, I built a business that's a recurring revenue model business. That's how much I hate chaos. I don't even like transactional, short term client relationships, I love. Long-term <laughs> client relationships with people that I actually want to hang out and spend time with. So yeah, it's funny how much like, and that's why I say like when when you're the entrepreneur, when you're the decision maker, if you've had your business for longer than two or three years, it is a direct reflection of you as a person. Like, and unless you're in that stage where everything's just chaotic because it's the startup and you're just like trying to find your footing, but once you find some footing, uh, yeah, your business really is kind of an outward reflection of who you are on the inside. Hmm. it's interesting isn't it
1: that's really interesting
0: we got deep we got deep on this one I, know. Yeah, I was did. super excited for this episode because I knew it would go this direction. I found some stuff out about Greg that I didn't know. So I'll have to talk to, you, talk to him about some of that stuff behind the scenes. Oh, God. Um, okay. I need my own therapy session. Yeah, exactly. After I talk to Matt. Well, if you'd like to have a therapy session with Greg where he gets you unstuck, uh, <laughs> how, can, how can people reach sure. out and get, uh, get in touch with you, Greg? Guys, go to bookmcdaniel.com.
1: Again, bookmcdaniel.com. Guys, let's talk about EXP. Let's talk about your future. Let's talk about reoccurring income ta-da. Now it's a thing that's like a curse word in real estate, but it's actual reality with eXp. Guys, we're going to have your hundred percent commissions, your reoccurring rev share, and then your, 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 your 401k, AKA your stock program. Plus all the, not all the training programs, free coaching with me, because we'll help you get out of that rut that you're stuck in. Um, and we'll get you guys making that, that, that consistent income if you allow us to work with you. So go to bookmcdaniel.com. Let's talk about eXp. Let's talk about joining our team and how it's going to be better for you. Matt how can people bless and prosper our show by donating tens of thousands of dollars?
0: <laughs> I don't know about that. That's it. You can send the check to Greg, but uh, if you'd like us to leave a rating or a review, that would be fantastic. Go to iTunes or Apple podcast, leave us a five-star rating. And if there was a guest that you particularly enjoyed, like Angie, make sure to give her a shout out in the review and to thank her for her time and contribution. So Angie, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Exactly what I had in mind. Hopefully everyone goes to your website and checks you out. Awesome! Thank you so much. All right, Greg. Should we put a nice bow upon this episode? Yes, pick a color, please. Any, any color? Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with um, fire engine red. Fire engine red. No, fire that's so red. weird. It Not just any red. red. That's right. <laughs> yes, like
1: that. Literally <laughs> surrounds <guys>. it, Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> um, guys, thanks for watching and listening to the show. Angie is amazing, guys. Please contact her. She is. We we we, we baby pinky scratched the surface with what this woman can do for you. Uh, if you guys are feeling stuck contact her after you join our exp team of course but we're gonna see you guys on our next show until then guys peace out ninjas we go